The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations. You are listening to the podcast, Tea and Talk, presented to inform, educate, inspire, and encourage meaningful conversations on Bahamian arts and culture. My name is Robert Bain, dancer, teacher, choreographer, and someone who believes in the preservation of all things Bahamian. I am sitting down with persons of like mind to discuss the Bahamian perspective on the arts and the Bahamian way. Now, let's welcome our guest. Hey, welcome to Tea and Talk. This is uh, the inaugural flight of Tea and Talk. Uh, my name is Robert Bain, of course. And um, in my first guest today is the amazing Fred Ferguson. Uh, we started a conversation some time ago, and I'd say, boy, we have to finish this. This sounds like podcast kind of talk. <laughs> uh, but Tea and Talk was, uh, was birthed because I felt that people in our field, entertainers, musicians, dancers, we need our own space. You know, we're constantly going to somebody else's space, and, and they want us to entertain, and, and they get a lot of information from us. Uh, uh, we hope that people of some importance will hear it and help us out, but nothing happens like that. Um, so I decided that we'll do this ourselves. I'll do this myself uh, for the dance, and I will bring in my friends who, who think just like me, and we're going to talk. Uh, we're not going to hold back. We don't have no need to. Fred, welcome, man. Man, listen, I'm honored. I'm the first guest. First, my brother. Man, you know, tea and talk. And even though uh, we're having some fever grass-ish, <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be fever grass, but it's pseudo fever grass, as we say, but it tastes great and it's good to be here, man. I am honored that you saw that I'm fit to be your first guest. My brother, you know, I would say, People say, you know Fred Ferguson? I say, yeah, I said, that's my brother from another mother, man. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I appreciate you over the years, man. Um, always there for me. But, you know, um, we're going we're gonna, to um, try and do this every uh, ever so often, probably. I'm trying to create 12 programs between now and, prob- and probably this mm-hmm. summer and hopefully get some other wonderful guests in, the stu- in here. In the studio, actually, yes. in the dance studio. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, um, Fred, uh, uh, the, the question that I really want to, to ask, and uh, um, I've, I've, I've actually been doing some work, some homework and stuff like that, and I, and I know personally that you have actually um, put yourself out there, um, you know, being an advocate for us. Um, basically, you got your ears to the ground, and you want, and there are things that, we want that some of us don't talk about, but you go and talk, you talk about it, and I actually appreciate that. Um, but I, the, the thing that, that, that I wanted to ask you first, uh, as you know, in 2023 is, is the 50th anniversary yep. of, of independence. Yeah. Where have we come? We have come a long way backwards. If we have to be yeah, from the entertainment perspective, because we, of course this is that that type of show that we're dealing with, um, but we have not made the progress that I think that where we should be fifty years in. This is our golden anniversary. Yes, that's what they call it. Right. Um, 
when I came into the business in full time as an as a let's say a full time entertainer in 1982, we were in a better place. As a musician, we had more places to perform. You as a dancer had more places to dance. We had top higher quality performers. Um, nowadays, you can't find a place for to have a regular dance job. That's sad, man. You can't find a place where there's a regular band. As a matter of fact, there is no regular band. All the bands that are around are all jam bands. And um, when they say jam bands, you'll see a musician playing with this band tonight. But tomorrow night, they're with another band. And so they don't have the same form of unity and stickability and cohesion as it used to be when I joined High Voltage and then when there was Willpower and Al Corley and the VIPs and T-Connections and mm. all those people. Because when you saw Berkeley Van Bird, you didn't question if he was a member of High Voltage, he was T-Connection. Okay. So um, those things are no longer. So if we take it, if from that, from simply that, you would know that we have gone backwards because you cannot, the quality is definitely not the same. Culturally, speak to us where we are culturally um, in terms of the development of um, our culture. Now, I, I get a little perturbed when people, when persons say um, Junkanoo is our culture. Yeah, yeah I do too. Uh, I get really upset about that because Junkanoo is not our culture. Junkanoo is a part of our culture. Yeah. It, it is the part of the culture that's more illuminated than any other yeah. aspect of our culture. Yeah. But everything that we are um, Correct. is it's our culture. So I don't know where that started. Well, it's not only just started, Rob, but it's like been perpetuated over the years. And you hear people say it in interviews, you know, I'm just happy to be uh, taking part in my culture because um, Junkanoo is my culture. Junkanoo is a part of the cultural expression. Kung Salad is that too. Absolutely. Uh, um, our dialect and, and the music that we play, the, the way that we skull as opposed to the the way the Haitian do what they do, Guya to their dance or the mm. salsa dance to the to the Latin music. So all of that is your culture, the dialect that separates Governor's Harbor Luther from Palmetto Point. Um, that's your culture. The, the way we build our roads, the the way we build our houses back in the day when houses like an Eddie Minnis paintings, you'll see they were colorful and they were made out of out of wood, but they were designed in a certain way to catch the breeze going in the right direction. So when you talk about culture, we have a deep-rooted, un, undiscovered in some instances, but we don't unappreciated is, is the word I'm looking for because it's so rich that we need to um, accept it for what it is and then pass it on to the next generation. Yeah. We, we have failed to pass on what those of us who are the age that we are now learned from our grandparents and so forth. Now everything is, is microwavable and fast. What they see on television, they want. And so the girls, the hairstyles have changed, the dress has changed, the Junkanoo rhythm has changed. Oh, God, Junkanoo rhythm. The kids, the, the, the young people don't know how to skull. And, yeah. you know, when I say skull, you, you know what I mean, dancing with a partner. Akin to what you see the salsa people do. So when the rake and scrape music play, you see pe people hold and dance back in the old days. Now, everybody dancing by themselves like the hip-hop rappers. So all of that cultural expression thing, we have failed. The, 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 the foundation of what is culture, we have lost, and we need to find a way to revisit that. How do we do that, man? Education is first. Education is first. Now, but education only comes with acceptance. 
And I don't think we've had a leader in our lifetime, and you and I close to the same age, in our lifetime that really and truly understand what culture is. And you can see they have done that by how they shortchange what they attach culture to. It's always been Ministry of Education and Culture, or Ministry of Education and Cultural Affairs, or Ministry of Youth, Sports, and Culture. So it's like always the and culture, whereas in my opinion, culture is important enough to be a ministry on its own. Yeah. And if, if, if I, and I had this discussion recently with somebody, and if I am to attach culture to anything, I would say it would have been attached to tourism, culture and tourism. Or I, I can't think of any other ministry I'll attach it to if I'm going to give, give in to attachment. But I think it should be the first and foremost um, ministry in any administration because from that ministry, you determine everything. You determine your, your tourism, you determine your education, you determine your ministry of works. Because uh, when I went to Germany, the guy told me they build their house roof at a certain slant because of the amount of snow they have, because if they do it flat, it's going to break through. That's a cultural decision. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these are the kind of things that we need to um, give the importance to, to the Ministry of Culture to determine what it is that we want to be. And just say it clearly. If, you, if we only want to be a melting pot, then say that too. And right. we'll be that. Right. But uh, the bottom line is, Robert, we just have not had the leadership over these past 50 years that have been bold enough to really approach culture for what it's supposed to be. Uh, and the thing about it is, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think there have been somebody there to, to explain it in detail. I mean, what I've experienced over the years is uh, we talk about, we talk, we talk a lot. Um, um, people always want to hear, get an opinion. Uh, um, somebody always wants you to write something, but at mm -hmm. the end of the day, nothing comes out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, um, it kind of, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling that um, we, Bahamians travel in 2023, 2000, uh, God, for the past 50 years, Bahamians have traveled everywhere in the world and mm -hmm. I'm sure uh, at some point in time somebody have explained to them because they, they go away uh, they sit their butts in a theater uh, they see a beautiful show they mm -hmm. see a cultural performance they see something mm -hmm. uh, um, of course you know and then of course we are, are stuck with this cultural, uh, cultural appropriation thing we'll talk about that at some point in time but they go away and they see these wonderful things and they want to bring it back here um, but uh, with, without definition actually but they see it but they never get into to um, why these people actually do what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, uh, some countries, I, I read something about uh, doing some research. I saw uh, where some countries have actually stopped, stepped back, like Australia and New Zealand and some other countries have stepped back. And they didn't think very much. I mean, they, they realized that they had a rich cultural heritage. Uh, but they never saw it in terms of economics, mm -hmm. and and something happened, and they pulled back, mm -hmm. and they realized that um, by adding into their uh, spending more time, spending more time spent into uh, a cultural development, uh, in every aspect of it, they have been able to 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 increase. Uh, 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 financial, yes, yes. Uh, financially, yeah. in, in the country, and 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 the thing about it, what I, um, we basically at this point in our lives, I I cannot imagine the next fifty years, 
uh, I think at this point in our life, we need something needs, needs to happen for us. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think Fred personally. I don't think this country appreciates you enough. Well, I don't, I don't think this country appreciate what you have to offer. I don't think any of the artists out there. Yeah. Um, I don't think my my uh, beloved friend, uh, God rest his soul, Jackson Burnside. People didn't appreciate yes. him what, yeah. what he was yeah. all about. Yeah. Uh, all the Joseph artists, Spence. Joseph Spence. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the story of Joseph Spence. The first time I heard the story of Joseph Spence, well, I, I, as, as a matter of fact, an English person told me about Joseph Spence. Mm-hmm. And I think I had gone to London or someplace, and and I found Joseph Spence uh, in, and I was trying to figure out who Joseph Spence was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right? And then I met these people here from Life with Key who actually shared some, some CDs with some... Um, uh, cassettes, uh, cassettes back with, with, with yeah. me, record it and bring it back. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I don't feel that the people in the arts are appreciated. And I think it's it's a frustrating life. I might as well be very honest with you. It's a frustrating life to be an artist in this country. But there's so much that I think the artists can actually give. But you know, Robert, if we put it into perspective, the reason it is because they see us as play. You know, they play music. You know, so they don't see what we do as they, everyone believes they can do what we do because, you know, you, I've, I've had people come to my stage and uh, give me a mic, man, I just want to sing. But I can't come to your construction job and say, give me a hammer and let me nail. Right. You know, so they don't uh, see us and we're part of the fall too. We are. We got to blame we, ourselves for some we of are. us as we well. Are. But um, we are not seen except when needed. If, if, if there is a party, and you know they were impressed. Their friends, they'll have a band. They'll bring in a band or whatever. But after that happens, they don't. They don't care how you get to practice. They don't care if you work regularly. And so, the Jackson Burnsides, the Ronnie Butlers, the Joseph Spence, and all those heroes that we could think about—Freddie Manning Sr. and Peanuts Taylor and and Paul Mayers and Paul and, Mayers, Hubert Farrington. And all those names that we just we just throw about those of us at this age because the younger kids their references are not those people. No, their references are the dancers that they see on on on, on the music channel or or the music videos and and so so as far as appreciation for the arts, the Bahamas should could and the Bahamas is really on the lowest part of this part of the scale. Um, as you said at the beginning, we'll travel, we'll see a performance, we'll see a great band play, and we'll marvel about that, and we talk about that for days, boy, that band was so good. And then we come here, and then we do foolishness. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then, if, if, the audio, if I give you foolishness and you accept it, they can keep giving you foolishness. Absolutely. You see, but when you go away to those other countries, the competition is so stiff that they cannot do foolishness because the moment they do that, as, as you know from your dance training back mm-hmm. in the day in Ailey, mm-hmm. if you didn't, if you didn't, uh, if you were not outstanding, someone was there to take your place right away. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are in the country. We have to find a way to lift the standard. And as I said at the beginning, it has to start with acceptance. Um, understanding and then education. Without the education factor, I think we're going to, st- 50 years from now, and it'll be the, whatever the 100th anniversary is, we're going to be right here. So someone else will be doing a podcast saying the same thing. Same thing. Eh? I, I, I was um, looking at some of the stuff that you had. Uh, um, I got something. Um, 
And uh, I think you made some reference to the orange economy. Yes, that's the thing you were talking about earlier. The orange economy is exactly that, that the nations de determined that the arts are important for their economic development. And you know, they coined this name, UNESCO, this great thing, the orange economy, but it's simply accepting that the arts and culture is an important part of your economic development. It's part of it. People, I don't want to, uh, you know, I mean, I worked in shows um, in Nassau, um, casino shows mm -hmm. back in the day. And uh, I'm quite sure a person's, it was a beautiful show. It would give, it, it, it kind of uh, 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 helped the vacation a little bit. But I'm quite sure persons would prefer seeing a show that was Bahamian. Yes, of course. Music, of course. Costume, of course, dances, of course. the whole concept, the whole idea, uh, 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 Bahamian. I think some person had tried um, in 1980s. Uh, there was the uh, theater now, um, Rainforest, out, out of uh, right, out of New York, uh, who created this show called Bahama Bound. Bahama Bound, uh, right? Yes. That took that came that took the time and kind of did some studies, and of course the whole set was a set of Parliament of the uh, Rosen Square. And the music they did the best. It was a full orchestra. Um, all the 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 the, the latest pyrotechnics and mm -hmm. and uh, and there were there were there were about nineteen Bahamians. Uh, Portia Butterfield yeah. uh, Nordish was the principal uh, singer. She was the singer in there. Uh, um, uh, but they had Bahamians do great musicians. I mm -hmm. mean, music educated musicians who played in. The pit. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. But see, here we go, and 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 that is in its correct place. But when I go to New York, I go to Broadway, and they play an American music for their dancers because they know it. They have defined it already. Mm -hmm. So some you go to see some shows, and the music is rock and roll. You go to see some shows, and the music is big band. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that is their culture. So when you when you do Bahama Bound now. And other, and other shows like that, we have yet 50 years later to define what our music is. Yeah, that, that, that takes me to the point that I wanted to talk to you about. And uh, we were talking about it, uh, and you were saying about uh, identifying what... There it is. What, uh, how can we identify Bahamian music? It is, it is imperative that we do it now, um, 50 years in, because... I get, like, you, we get annoyed with the junk and we think, and I figure we can get to that in a minute. But um, I get annoyed when I sit in a setting of Bahamians and they'll talk about reggae and soca and R&B and then Bahamian music. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't have a name. Yeah, we don't have a name. We have not, def I mean, we could say Rake and Scrape, and, but then we still haven't decided what really makes Rake and Scrape. You talk to somebody, even the younger musicians, they figure it's the saw, just put a saw and anything is Rake and Scrape or or put a goat skin and a cowbell and anything and it's Junkanoo. So we have, I mean, I have ways to define it and uh, but along with other musicians like Chris Justillian and Yonel Justillian. We have sat and kind of defined it. Along with that though is the Orange Economy Co Committee, which was a subcommittee of the economic recovery since COVID. Um, we determined that um, Gombe is a good marketable word to define the music of the Bahamas. Right. Now, gombe is not a rhythm, but gombe is an overarching theme, just like 
reggae includes dancehall and ska and rocksteady and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, soca is like the calypso and uh, all that other stuff that they have. I can't think of all their names. So we just said that Gombe is marketable. It has the face already. It has the logo. We had the festival. We have the Gombe Punch. We used to put the Gombe sticker on your suitcase when you come to customs. Oh, yeah, no, yes. And it's just a beautiful, happy face mm-hmm. that we could use. And now that's the overarching. Now we're saying now that the substrates now will be... The substrates will be... Um, rake and scrape, Junkanoo, and, and then our folk music. Right. You see what I'm saying? So if we make that, but we, we're asking the government, uh, it's got to be your fault. Um, we're asking the government to make that um, um, official so that when, when, to, when students sit together or people are people go away and they ask, what is the music of the Bahamas? We should be able to safely say the music of the Bahamas is Gumbi and be able to explain it. And this is where the Orange Economy Committee talked about that to ensure that um, we have an identity. Um, Again, uh, that also requires letting the technocrats sit together and in the 16th note phrase, if possible, determine where the accent sits. So now you could pass that on to to the primary school student. Right. Whereas, I mean, for further example, Junkanoo, as you and I know it, the Don Peter was always the and one, the boom, 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 boom. The new Junkanoo's have this and one. Yes, yes. Oh, God. So that R&B thing they be doing takes is changed, and this is all that they know because we have not passed on the definition of what that rhythm is. And so, if we decide, if we can get the government, while on the 50th anniversary, while they're naming the national sport, while they're naming all these other things, name the national music as Gumbi, and now let us get together and 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 sit with the students in the and, and the technocrats first, and then the students in the school and the Ministry of Education to write a curriculum that involves that. That's a long explanation. That's all right. That's a beautiful explanation. Join me for continuation of this discussion with Fred Ferguson. You're listening to Tea and Talk. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations.